new head coach of the Bryce Isles women's basketball, head coach Lindsay Edmonds. Coach, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you very much for agreeing to do this. Absolutely. So, you and me are, are riding the boat together. So <laughs> my first time hosting a show live. Awesome. Podcasts and things like that, but this is my first time doing this live. So, well, have you moved to Houston yet? We have not. Uh, so we, I've made, uh, I think, three trips out now. So kind of been like every other week. Uh, and uh, husband and I made the first one uh, to go out and, and look for, for homes. Uh, and then the next one I went out by myself and then I'm home this week. Our, our daughter turns four tomorrow. So I'm uh, going to celebrate her tomorrow in North Carolina. And then um, I'll be back out early next week uh, for a couple of days and then should be back out like June 7th, I think uh, officially for me. And then our, our oldest finish up kindergarten uh, June 10th. And then we'll close up things uh, here in North Carolina, you know, closing date on the house and all that, and then should hopefully come out early July. And since you brought up your family, that's one of the topics I wanted to discuss with you, but we'll get to that in a few minutes. Okay. First things first, you're the new head coach of Rice Isles Women's Basketball. How does that sound? How does that feel? It's awesome. I mean, it still makes me smile uh, just hearing it and uh, feel so surreal just saying it. Uh, it's definitely a wonderful opportunity and, and very, very excited about it. Um, it's been a whirlwind. You know, everyone tells you when you take your first head job, it's going to be a whirlwind. I don't think you realize how big that whirlwind really is until you're truly in it. Uh, things are hitting you from all different angles. Uh, I joked with my husband last week. He's like, what do you want for dinner tonight? I'm like, can you please handle the decision on what dinner is going to be? Like, I've, I've done enough today. So um, I do, uh, you know, realize that it's uh, just been a whirlwind, but it's been awesome. And uh, we, we've really been excited and just excited to get there, though, and, and you know, really be in Houston and be with the players uh, and be with the university. So um, we're looking forward to being able to get there and, and get established and connected. Have you had a chance to put your staff together yet? Yeah, I have. I, I have my, my three assistants are on board. I should be able to announce uh, maybe uh, middle of this week. We're waiting on one final uh, process, part of the process to go through, um, but should be able to announce all three of those. I'm down to a, a final two uh, for video, co video coordinator uh, and down to a final two for strength and conditioning. Uh, so hopefully should have those pieces uh, where I can put together an offer for, for one of the two um, for both of those positions, middle of this week to end of this week. Now, was this your first head coaching job? It is. So this is your first time hiring a staff. So how was that process for you? Yeah, it was it was really good. I, you know, you, you always kind of have a um, an idea of who you want to go after. Right. So I was able to go after two that I really knew. I wanted. Um, ultimately, you never know where your first head job is going to be, right? If you would have told me a couple of years ago my first job was going to be in Houston, Texas, I, I probably would have been like, oh, I'm not sure if that's going to happen or not, right? So most of my connections were, were East Coast connections. Um, so two that I really knew I wanted to go after. Um, and then one, the, the last one, I just kind of called around and was asking for names for California, Oklahoma, Texas ties, and a name kept coming up to me. Um, so in conversations with this person, we really hit it off. I think that they're going to be a great addition to the staff. So I say I got the three that I wanted. Uh, they all said yes. Um, so I'm really excited about the staff. But you're right. It was hard. I wanted to I wanted to hurry for the team, uh, but I didn't want to rush. I wanted to make sure I was doing it the right way, calling all the references 
um, and making sure that the pieces were going to work well together um, because you don't want, you know, too much of one thing and not enough of another when you're putting together your staff. So um, there was a, a lot of phone calls, a lot of, you know, thinking on my end. Um, but again, I really think um, I am so fortunate and so excited about my staff. I think I just, uh, I think I, you know, hit home runs on all of them. So I'm very excited about that piece. Now, in this, talking with them, was that all via Zoom as well? It was, yeah. Phone calls via Zoom. Um, and uh, yeah, it just, you know, they, they, they took it kind of sight unseen. I mean, I, I talked to a couple of them and like realtors were sending them videos of like uh, uh, videos of apartments for rent and, and different things. So, I mean, I, they're, I'm so thankful that they jumped on board because again, sight unseen, it's, it's, it's kind of hard, um, but they, uh, they trusted in, in me and the vision for the program and uh, wanted to be a part. So uh, again, very fortunate. Summarize your coaching experience for those who, who don't know about Lindsay Edmonds. Yeah. So I played at Appalachian state uh, after I graduated, uh, I did high school for a year, went right back to my alma mater after that year, coached there for three at Appalachian, uh, went to James Madison with Kenny Brooks uh, for four years uh, and then went to NC state uh, with Wes Moore uh, for eight, uh, the last three uh, served as associate head. Um, and between Kenny Brooks and Westmore, I just I learned a lot. I learned a lot about basketball and X's and O's. But what I learned most uh, from them is how to do things the right way and how to make sure your program is built upon the right things to ensure success. And so I'm really excited about you know putting together the things that I learned from both of them uh, and into my own program uh, and, and seeing us, you know, continuing the success that's already there at Rice and hopefully taking a step or two further as well. I got to ask you, why did you leave NC State to come to Rice? Yeah, um, you know, was in a great position. Uh, we were obviously very successful, uh, had a great relationship with, with Coach Moore, was learning a lot, loved the assistants, loved the players, and North Carolina is obviously home. But the end of the day, uh, you know, if you're in this business and, and you want to be a head coach, uh, you're you're looking for jobs. For me, I was never looking for just any job. I was looking for the right job. I was looking for a job that checked off a lot of boxes. Uh, and Rice was the first one uh, that pursued me that I felt like checked all the boxes I needed to make that jump. So uh, obviously, great university. Uh, I think you can sell the university nationally. Uh, and, and hopefully we, we get a lot of kids from Texas. That's our home base. But again, we can recruit nationally. Uh, we don't have to recruit just Texas because of the name that Rice University has. Um, so the university was great. Obviously, the program was thriving and was good on good terms. A, a lot of people, uh, when they take over programs, have to spend the first two or three years just getting the culture right, and they can't even worry about basketball. So I was very fortunate in the sense that the players that are in that locker room for Rice are all unbelievable people. So I'm really excited about that piece. Uh, Houston being a great city, very diverse city uh, for our family, that, that checked another box off for us as well. Um, so again, it just checked a lot of boxes that I, I really felt like I could be successful uh, at Rice, um, and that was the reason why I took the you know the leap of faith. It was hard to leave NC State, I'm not going to lie, um, but we we're very excited and, and felt that the time was right um, for you know for my family and I to make this move. Do you have a core group of, of mentors that you talk to about this decision about Rice? I do. I mean, obviously, uh, the two I just named uh, between Coach Moore and, and Coach Kenny Brooks, who's now at Virginia Tech, um, you know, learned a lot from them and respect them and, and trust them a lot. Um, and then, you know, just co-workers that I've worked with along the way, 
uh, Jackie Carson, who's now the head coach at Furman, Shauna Regan, who's now the, the head coach at JMU. Um, and then my coworkers that I work with at NC State I've, uh, throughout the years, you know, Gene Hill, Nikki West, Simon Harris, uh, Aaron Bath, you know, c- Coach uh, Fancher, who was the Dobo at NC State, who was a head coach uh, at Appalachian State when I played on the men's side. So, you know, just a lot of people that I've came into contact with and built, built relationships with are people that I, you know, leaned on and uh, talked to the, through the process with them. Coach, you're at NC State this past season. Tournament, the NCAA tournament was in the controlled environment. How was that for you as a mom, as a coaching mom? How was that whole experience? Yeah, um, it, it was really tough when they first started talking about the bubble and what that was going to look like. My my wheels were turning. Like, man, what uh, what is that going to mean for my family? Um, at the time when I was planning this, we you know planning going into the bubble the baby that we have, Elena, it was five or six months. So I was trying to figure out like, what is that going to mean for her? How strict is this bubble going to be? Uh, and just really trying to figure things out. I was really fortunate uh, that my head coach and that our administration supported uh, Elena and my husband coming with us into the bubble. Uh, it was hard to leave the two oldest, um, but they're in preschool and, and, you know, kindergarten. So they obviously needed to kind of stay in their routine. And my parents came out uh, and, and my in-laws came out and kind of rotated through the time to keep them going to school, keep them going to preschool. Uh, and then the husband, my husband and the baby were, were with me in the bubble. So, uh, again, was really fortunate that administration supported that with me um, and uh, were, they were able to be with me. It was, you know, again, she was six months old at the time. So uh, needed to be able to be with her on a day to day basis. So it, it was tough as a mom. But, you know, you try to do your best to be a mom, best mom you can be and be the best coach you can be. Uh, in that bubble situation, at least having Elena uh, made it a little bit easier for me. Was was being a coaching mom because Adia Barnes at Arizona, uh, again, as far as the Final Four, became like an issue, more attention was drawn to it. Did that kind of, do you think some progress has been made or is being made for coaching moms to accommodate them in the future? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's great. Um, you know, Adia was someone I reached out to in the process of like trying to wrap my head around what, you know, what that was going to look like for her. What the, I knew that she and I had had a baby at similar times. She was very fortunate, obviously, that she was the head coach, so she can she can make the calls that she wanted to make. Um, and so I was, you know, just trying to pick her brain on, um, you know, what I should do as an assistant before I went to my head coach and my administration. So I think it's awesome. I think we should normalize it. I think, you know, working moms, uh, I think it's awesome. Again, anytime we get a chance to show that you can be a mom and you can be successful at coaching, I think that's great. I think it's great for great for our players to look up to and they can realize like, man, I can do this too. I can have a family and I can coach. I don't have to just decide one or the other. Um, so I think it's awesome. USA Today reached out to me and, and did an article on me as well. And, and so I think, you know, again, the more we can talk about it, the more we can promote it. Um, I think the, the better that it is. I mean, we, we can be both. We can be great. I mean, we can, we can be great coaches and we can be great moms. I think there are people out there that do not believe that's the case. Uh, and I strongly disagree with that. Again, look at Adia. Look how successful she was this year. So uh, there's a lot out there that are that are killing it in the mom game and the coaching game. Uh, I just I feel really fortunate just to be a part of that. Have you changed as a coach or a mom? Love you on your third child. Yeah. 
Uh, I say all the time, I'm a better coach because I'm a mom and I'm a better mom because I'm a coach. Um, being a mom uh, helps me in my coaching world because I, you know, I'm going to love hard on my players. I'm going to want the best for them. I'm going to do anything I can for them just the way I would for my kids. Um, and, and, you know, being a coach and, and having the patience on the floor and, uh, and all of that helps me uh, in my mom uh, role at home. So, uh, I don't know that I've changed, but I think it, I think both have helped me become better in both avenues. Um, so I'm not saying I'm perfect by any means, but my goal every day is to be the best mom I can be and, and to be the best coach that I can be. Um, and I probably fall short on that more times than not. But it, that's my goal is every day to try to be the best that I can at, at both of those um, things. So I'm excited. Uh, definitely going to be a family atmosphere at Rice. And I'm excited to have my girls around the players. They're unbelievable people. Um, so I know my, my little girls are going to have great role models uh, to look up to every day. How often are you talking with your players? Yeah, you know, that that's been one of the main focuses uh, is, is trying to uh, talk with them, check in with them, check in with their parents, make sure that they know, you know, who I am, what I'm about, uh, building those relationships. Um, obviously, there's a lot going on right now uh, with you know, the hiring of the staff and not being able to fully announce. So there's been a lot that's obviously been on me. Uh, the game schedule uh, was not not very full when I took over. So I've had to spend quite amount of time trying to even get remotely close to a full schedule. I'm still not there. So there's obviously been a lot of things that have uh, taken me away from being able to just be on the phone with the players. Uh, but we had a Zoom, you know, probably Thursday. We had another Zoom again uh, Saturday. Hopefully we'll have another Zoom again uh, to announce the third staff member maybe tomorrow. So, and obviously conversations in between, but trying to touch base with them and let them know of, of what's going on and keeping them as up to date as I can with everything. How much of a learning curve was it for you, if at all, how do you learning how to use Zoom? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, with, with COVID this past year, it's been unbelievable the amounts uh, of meetings we've had over Zoom. Um, so, yeah, we, we've we done everything uh, at NC State via Zoom uh, for the past what feels like a year. So um, it's uh, it's been pretty easy right now but because uh, we've been doing it for so long. But, man, whoever thought that Zoom would be such a big thing, but it is is unbelievable. I think we all now kind of realize there's a lot that we can do via Zoom versus having to be in the office together. Um, so I think Zoom will be sticking around for a while. Are coaches now allowed to uh, hit the recruiting trail or, or meet uh, recruits in person yet? Yeah, not yet. We're still in a dead period until June 1. Um, after June 1st, uh, you should be able to um, have kids on campus and become a quiet period. Uh, so kids can recruits can come on campus. Uh, we will not be able to leave campus until the July 6th evaluation period. Because of all the Zooms, are you looking forward to having kids, meeting kids face to face? Yes. Yeah. So the, the couple of trips that I've had uh, out to Houston, I've, I've been very excited about the ones that have been in town, have been in the office and hanging out with me. And so it's nice to be able just to sit and talk with them and uh, get to know their personalities, not on a, a computer screen. So that's been awesome. Uh, but, yeah, really looking forward to um, also not recruiting on a computer screen. Uh, you know, this past year at NC State. It, you know, when you're watching live stream games and uh, trying to decipher who the kids are when the video is not great quality, they're not following the flow of the game. You can't see numbers because of, you know, ponytails or, or whatever, braids or whatever. So it's been really hard. 
Um, so I'm looking forward to recruiting kids uh, in person as, as well as having people on campus and, and building those relationships on campus and not via Zoom. Describe your coaching philosophy. Yeah, I mean, I want to um, I want to create a culture and an environment that, you know, people really want to be in uh, with inspiring people uh, and that we're all working towards the same goal of championships. Um, and, you know, there's going to be high character, high integrity people within the program um, and that family atmosphere. So, again, we, we love and respect and trust one another. We know that we're going to give our all to everyone every single day. Um, and that's, uh, something that's really non-negotiable for me. Um, I, I want, you know, just great people. I will never recruit someone just because they're a great player. Um, I want to make sure that they're going to be someone that's going to compete in the classroom as well as represent the university really well, uh, out in the community. So that's my overall coaching philosophy. Obviously I have offensive and defensive philosophies, but as far as just the culture, um, and the coaching philosophy, that those are things that are definitely non-negotiables for me. Well, you have one of your coaches like focus on offense specifics, just strictly offense, and one on defense. So we'll, we'll kind of share the load. Yeah, you know, I, I want um, I want to my assistants to help me with in where their strengths lie, right? So uh, once we all kind of get together, um, figuring out where their strengths are at, where they can help me, uh, you know, I've kind of broken down who will work with the guards, who will work with the post. I have an idea of you know one that will help me with defense. Um, so, again, just, you know, figuring out their strengths and figuring out uh, where they can best um, be an asset to the team is what I will utilize and, and what I will do. Uh, I just I don't want just someone to be like, this is my recruiting person and this is my player development person. And this is my, you know, someone that's going to do all the office work. I want them to be, you know, well-rounded assistants that can help me in a lot of aspects. But again, on the court, definitely going to play toward their strengths. You play ball. How has basketball changed since you played ball? Yeah. Um, I think, uh, obviously we went to the quarters. Um, so that's obviously changed. Um, and that's, that's one of the main things. I think, uh, the speed has obviously changed. I think the, um, the parody has changed, uh, since I've, I've played, I think the parody has changed in even what the last probably what two or three years. I, I think the last couple of final fours have been amazing in the sense that it's, uh, it's been exciting and a lot of fun to watch. So I think that's great. Um, so yeah, you know, again, I think, um, all of that has definitely uh, changed and, and brought, um, something to the women's game. I think we play, like I said, the speed and playing faster, um, and all of that, it, it definitely adds to it, to the game for sure. Fun to watch. Are you a fan of the four quarters? I am. Um, I, yeah, I think, uh, at first I wasn't, um, but I think now you can, uh, you can set, you know, smaller goals for your team, like what we're going to do in this quarter, what we're going to do in, in this five minute segment. You could always do that before with the 20 minute halves and, and the four minute segments. But now I think it's it's easier for them to to see that smaller goal. Um, you just want to win, win every quarter. Um, and so I think I think there's there's more goals that you can set. I think, again, I, I like the sideline out of bounds plays that the quarters has created being able to advance the ball at the end of the game. I think that adds some excitement too. Um, so yeah, I, I do like the quarters. I wasn't sure that I was going to, um, but I, but I do enjoy it. If you were the head of women's basketball, all things women's basketball and had a magic wand, what one, two, three things would you like to change, correct, fix in the game? Hmm. Good question. Um, you know, I, 
I think uh, I think there's been a lot of conversations about whether or not we should uh, move the three point line back to the men's line. I, I would table that and just say it shouldn't. Um, I think we should just leave the women's line where it's at. Um, so I would I would table that conversation. I, I don't think that they have to be the same line. Um, sure, the women can shoot back there, but I mean, do we? I don't, I'm not sure that we need to or should have to. Um, but you know, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think the game's great. I think the game is great at how it is. Uh, I like, um, I like a lot of things that I think we've moved towards. Uh, like, like I said, I think the uh, four quarters has made the game a little bit more exciting. I think the sideline out of bounds has made it a little bit more exciting. Um, so I think all that's been good. So I think we've been moving in, in the right direction, and, and I really like where our game is at um, for sure. Are you an analytics person? I'm not as much. My, my husband uh, was a college football coach for, for 17 years, and uh, he was a quality control at NC State for a couple, and, and he was in charge of analytics. So he got really big into it um, and has, you know, kind of kept up with it, even though he's no longer in the football world. So he's really big into it. Um, I have someone that I'm, you know, potentially looking at hiring that's really big into analytics. So I, I think uh, if I were able to get him, I would probably get myself more into it. And what does analytics mean to you? When you hear it, do you cringe, shake your head? Are you old school like me and just say, no, this is just not my thing? Or what does it mean to you? Yeah, you know, I saw a tweet last year about um, someone had kind of broken down NC State and their three-point percentages and like corner threes were their best and versus the top of the key. And I kind of cringed because I was like, oh, man, we're going to jinx it now. Now we're going to stop start missing those corner threes that we do. We do shoot a pretty good clip. So, um, yeah, I, you know, I do kind of cringe at the sense of it, um, you know, but um that, that that one tweet definitely made me feel that way. And I, I don't think we, sh- we didn't shoot the ball well any in the ACC tournament or the NCAA tournament. So maybe that tweet was because it brought a bon- uh, bad luck for us. So uh, I don't know if I get into it again. I think basketball is basketball. And obviously there's percentages that are important. But the way some of it break, breaks down and um, some of it just doesn't always uh, add up to me. Are there numbers, are there stats that you really key on that are important to you and some are less important? Yeah, for for sure. Definitely, um, we want to play without fouling. We don't want to send our opponents to the free throw line. So we want to allow people to miss, just get in great defensive position, build a wall, and contest the shot. Uh, Don't foul them. Don't allow them to go to the free throw line and get easy points. So we we always want to shoot more uh, free throws than our opponents. That's a that's something I think is really important. Definitely want to out rebound uh, your opponents and win that rebounding battle uh, every night. So that's another stat that I really look at. Um, and I, I want to shoot the three a lot. So uh, you know we'll definitely be watching uh, three point percentages um, and seeing where we're at uh, percentage wise as a team. Uh, so th- those are some of the ones. Obviously, more assists than turnovers. You can't you can't win a game uh, if you're getting more turnovers than assists. You're taking away opportunities uh, to score if you're getting a bunch of turnovers. So we got to take care of the ball for sure. Are you a set defensive philosophy person? Zone, man to man, player to player, mix it up. What do you like? To yeah, do? yeah. I, you know, I want to mix it up. I want to mix it up based on you know who we're playing and what their strengths are. If we're playing a team that can't shoot it very well, I mean, why not uh, pack it in and play a zone and make them shoot it on the outside and just box out and get the rebound and go. So I definitely want to mix it up based on who we're playing. Uh, I want to make, uh, mix it up even dur- during the course of the game to keep the, the our opponents off rhythm. So 
Um, don't really just have one, have a, a lot of different things. And based on teams and based on personnel, we, we may hang our hat on one more than the other, but we got to figure that out uh, when we get together this summer and when we're working in preseason uh, where we can hang our hat defensively. One of the things I remember in the your intro media uh, session with us, you talked about, I think, something along the lines of making the defense adjust to you. Mm-hmm. So um, I think you talked about attacking the basket, post-up game. Well, your offense, I think you said, was a four-out, one-in. Is that right? Right. Correct. Yeah, four-out, one-in and making the defense kind of pick their poison on what they want to do, right? So that if I'm penetrating, no one comes in to stop me. Hopefully I can get an easy shot or get all the way to the rim. If someone does come in and stop me, I can kick to my teammate. They're going to knock down the open shot. If we throw it into a big, they should be able to score one-on-one. If someone doubles down, our big needs to be a good enough passer to pass it back out, and we can knock down the three, too. So letting the defense pick their poison, uh, and then we make the reads off of what the defense is doing. Uh, that's the idea of where I would really like to see us go. Uh, play fast, score in transition. If we're not able to score in a fast-break setting, be able to go in that four-out, one-in uh, and just make reads and, and dribble drive and penetrate and kick and um, and just, again, see where we can get the best look possible. Have you spent time preparing or looking at Conference USA opponents? Uh, I haven't spent a lot of time. I'm familiar with some of them. I haven't spent a lot of time quite yet. I wanted to get the staff on board, want to get the team situated, want to get recruiting kind of going underway. Um, and then I think, you know, this summer that'll be a main focus for, for me. Once I get my video coordinator uh, kind of, you know, hired and on board, it's like, hey, get me a couple of games on each opponent and let me kind of start, you know, looking at them. Again, familiar with a few, uh, but, uh, you know, we'll really dive into that this summer uh, and start doing some preliminary uh, scouting reports before the season gets going. How much has technology changed since you were a player and then yeah. started coaching? To know. Yeah. Yeah. When I when I started uh, coaching at uh, Appalachian State, I remember, you know, film exchange, you're you're sending out VHSs and you have to like down, get the game, get it on the VHS, make copies on your VHS email. I mean, mail them out um, and wait for them to get there to you in you know, three to five days or whatever it was. And then you're like re- press and record uh, to get just the small clip that you needed uh, from that game when you're trying to do a scout report. So all of that's obviously changed. Everything's now internet based. You can have access to the game within, I mean, a couple of hours after the game is over with and uh, computer breakdowns and, you know, synergy and sports code and all those things that we can use to, to edit uh, clips unbelievable uh, how quickly we can get things done. But I definitely didn't have, uh, I wasn't that fortunate when I was coaching at Appalachian State. And I remember um, walking through the offices and again, my coaches were doing it on VHSs. So yeah, it's definitely changed tremendously. And I mean, the fact that we can like send out links to our players and we can realize if they watch it or not, we can say, Hey, watch yourself uh, from these clips. They can watch it that night. You get a notification whether or not they opened it, how long they were on it. You know, all the, and we, we, I didn't have any of that. So I think it's awesome. We can definitely help our players learn and grow uh, through video and through technology. What are your thoughts on the disparity between the men's tournament swag, everything in the women's yeah. tournament? Did it really bother you? Do you think it's past time? I'm, well, I mean, I want to speak for you. What are your thoughts on it? Yeah, you know, I, Again, um, 
it was uh it was it was hard to see uh it was hard to see uh the differences in in the weight room it was hard to see the differences in in the swag bags it was hard to see the differences in the food um i got food poisoning me and two of my other players got food poisoning uh within the second day from the hotel so uh, 24 to 36 hours for a couple of us. Um, so, um, while again, I, I think our great game has grown tremendously and I'm really excited about the direction the game is going, we're, we're still not, uh, to hundred percent where we should be at. So, uh, you know, they showed it as soon as we put it on social media, uh, within a day, the weight room looks unbelievable compared to what it was. So they had the capabilities of doing it, I just I have a hard time believing that someone could have put that weight room together and been like, yeah, this looks nice. This will be good enough for the women's teams. Like, I don't understand how that happened. Um, so I, I think we still have a ways to go. Um, and, you know, the women work just as hard as the men every single day. And they deserve uh, for their, you know, their their games to be on display, too. I mean, even just as far as the the off sites, there was no branding on the court. So if you're flipping through the games uh, and you see the game on, I mean, some of them look like we were in high school gyms and there was no branding. It didn't say NCAA tournament. Um, there was there was nothing added to the court. So, you know, that was another area I thought they really could have uh, kind of stepped the game up and, and made it be a little bit more special for the ladies. And you're touching on one of the reasons why I cover women's basketball is I believe that they deserve recognition just mm-hmm. like the fellas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you are the sixth head coach in the women's Prices program. Mm-hmm. I've covered four of the six. So you'll, okay. you'll, you'll be the fourth of the six. So I'm kind of dating myself right there. I'm not dating you. I'm dating <laughs> myself right there. Um, I just, I enjoy cut women's basketball because I think they deserve as much attention that the guys do. They, like you said, they put in the, the work, they work hard. And you're mm-hmm. seeing that the NBA players appreciate that. Many of them, not all of them, but yeah. they recognize that too. So yeah. small steps. Are you one of those coaches, if necessary, who will go around campus? I mean, Rice is a different kind of campus, but go around campus, pizza parties with a megaphone, trying to meet students or things like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yes, I, I wanted to touch on what you said. I thought it was really cool in the uh, NCAA tournament to kind of see the male uh, professional athletes jumping on the Twitter game and, and, you know, calling people out and saying how they deserve to be, uh, you know, better respected and, and treated. So I did, I did think that was very cool. I hope more follow in that suit. Um, so I think that was awesome. But yes, uh, you know, at NC State, we did the same thing too. I mean, we, we walked around and gave out donuts and we walked around and gave out, you know, Bo, Bojangles biscuits, which I don't think there's, I don't know if there's Bojangles in Houston, but figure out something, right, that you walk around campus and you're saying, hey, we got a game tonight. Here's something free. Like, come to the game, come support the ladies. Like, come watch them. They, they deserve it. So yeah, absolutely. I think that's, I think there's a great way to get uh, students involved and, and what student doesn't love something free, right? So let's, let's show them something, uh, give them something free and hope they come to the game when we win and they had fun at the game. It makes them want to come back more. So, yeah, I think, I think it's great to be on campus, be visible, be seen, uh, promote your program uh, and get people in the gym. Most people like free stuff, coach. Yeah, students, Most of yeah. them. Um, do you watch the WNBA? I do. I do. Yeah. I think again, just like I said, I mean, it, I would be um, I wouldn't be doing my job right if I wasn't watching and supporting and following uh, the where I think we need to be going. That needs to be better, too. Right. And we need expansions. There's too many great players being cut, you know, year in, year out. 
uh, because there's just not enough spots on the team. So I, I do, um, I do think that uh, we, we, we do have some growth in, in that as well. All right. Is there anything else? Cause I think I've taken a lot of your time up and I appreciate it, but yeah. is there anything else you want to touch on before I let you go? No, I mean, thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to, you know, developing the relationship uh, in person when I do get there, uh, looking forward to the coverage um, and just really excited to be a part of the, the Rice Owl community and, and can't wait to get there. Thank you very much. Lindsay Edmonds, Rice Owls women's basketball head coach. Coach, thank you for your time. You take thank care. You, so much. you too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.